What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by our outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago public league legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State Tiger legend. He played second base for them back in the day. He was all swack. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And, of course, he's the new head coach at Simeon High School. <laughs> and we have the NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch his work at NBC Sports. I saw you had a mock draft out today. Yes, sir. Go check him out. <laughs> NBCSportsChicago.com. You can catch them on the Under Center podcast. Uh, Football Night in Chicago, everywhere. You know you know who he is. He's Glenn Morgan, our GM. Gentlemen, welcome back. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy Hope New Year. Everyone had a, a very happy holiday season. Uh, I, know, I know I did. Uh, we got two nice wins for the beloved Bear. Uh, a Christmas gift and a, and a and a New Year's gift. I was I was very happy uh, uh, during during the holiday season for that. Um, what did you get? What did you guys think? First off, uh, I think number one solidified his spot. That's just my opinion. I think he solidified the spot. What, what for, the, for the Atlanta Falcons the next year? For for no for for this team here. For this team here, go why, why, why would why would we send him to Atlanta or to Seattle? You get a haul, bro. Yeah, no. to Seattle. You get a haul. Get for a Atlanta. Haul. Atlanta wants him. He's a he's an he's indigenous. He's a native of Georgia. How bad do they want? Was was what's a haul? Are they gonna give us what they I've, would give up for a first for a number yeah. one overall? I've heard yeah. that they, I've heard the, the they they came out with the uh with the with the estimation and it was what a second round pick, second or third. That ain't enough. Not what you're getting for a guy who is not nah, nah, who, who hasn't nah. proven himself in the NFL. Nah, I'm good on that. With a losing record, I mean, I think, record I, that he has. I think I think that's that's proper trade value. Yeah, but that ain't nothing for us. That that don't that's, help me. That that ain't what we can get for trading need, that number one pick. Yeah, no, 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 no. What about Justin? Not talking about number one pick. I know. I'm just saying. That well, no, tra- you- I think the trade value is correct. I think I think it's proper, a second or a third. I just don't think for the Bears, that's a smart trade. You trade that pick. You trade the number one pick, maybe down to number three. You can still get you a quality quarterback. Probably get you Dayton, Jaden Daniels, who won the Heisman, and you get a dual threat quarterback. You have a guy who passes. With accuracy, you get a guy who has the ability to run for a thousand yards. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a little. Man. I don't want a little man. As my he's not little. He's six three, one ninety five. He can put on more. He one ninety five. Yeah, he can put on another little ten pounds. Dude, Lamar wasn't much bigger coming out of uh, Louisville, and neither was Lamar, Randall Lamar, Cunningham Lamar's coming out different. of UNLV. Lamar is different. Jaden Daniels is a little different. I don't know if you realize his ability to accelerate. So you guys got to look beyond just what you read or what you just sort of kind of see and everyone talking about Caleb Williams or Drake May. You got to look beyond that. The guy went to Heisman and nobody's even talking about him like he, he, he pooed tartar. And how many yeah. times, how many times, how many times is a person who's highly touted to be the number one pick overall is so-so, but yet the cats that come behind are the ones that really take off. Josh <laughs> Allen, Lamar Jackson. I already I, got my quarterback. I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree with you there. 
But we ain't trading out of that number one spot and taking no James Daniels. We just not going to do that. You're going to get a significant amount of draft capital, not just for this year, but for next year. And you have a team. Hear me out now. You have a team that has shown a little something towards the tail end, but now you have an ability to get a quarterback who can pass more accurately, someone that gives you a rookie contract deal so you have more fiscal flexibility to incorporate a few more free agents plus the draft capital you're getting for this year and for next year. So you have to build that team together and you have something going forward and the ability to win. That's what you do if you're a GM. That's on some bullshit. But GM ain't good enough. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's why, that's why I'm over here laughing all the time. Like, but GM ain't doing that. I GM ain't doing that. Hell to the knock. You out of your damn mind if you think I'm going to give away one of the most unique talents in the NFL right now. I ain't got to guess at it. I ain't got to think about it. It's not conjecture. It's not speculation. We have literally seen it. We've been seeing it. And for those who have eyes, you've understood exactly the context surrounding Justin. Mm -hmm. And not just Justin, but the entire Chicago Bear team and organization Mm -hmm. to a greater degree. And realize that they are literally on track mm-hmm. to do exactly what this general manager said he wanted to do when he first yep. got here. Yeah. What he said he wanted to do when he first got here was not just win for now, but to have that foundational and he growth. Said, he said build through the draft. Build through the draft in order to have and maintain a sustainable uh chances to win going forward. And you build through the draft, you keep your costs down low. Yeah, I had this yeah. this dream the other day. Just you know, humor me and let me know if 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 this is just crazy. The Bears could do this trade and draft pick thing for at least for another three four, four years. Hey, wow! Look, three years. Hey, look, I was I literally was having this conversation with somebody, and I said. So this year, you look at it, we, like, people keep saying, this is why stuff on TV is just, it's it's foolish. It's foolish what you hear on TV when you have people, I'm not even going to name them, but people saying, Holes, if, you get the, if you get the number one pick again, you're going to get fired. Fool, this ain't our number one pick, idiot. Like, like, like make it make sense. This year, like especially if we win Sunday, we'll likely have a pick between 10 and 15 mm-hmm. with someone else's number one pick. Mm-hmm. Next year, you try so I've been saying, and I, I know you probably seen it on Facebook. I believe the trade partner will be Washington. I just I just have a strong feeling there. We already got the player. Now let's do the picks. Some something about that just makes sense to me with Washington. But you trade with Washington as a perfect trade partner, in my in my opinion, because they're in the NFC East. They're not going to in one other than the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are trending down. I still don't think Washington will be better. But you make that trade next year. You hope that pick becomes a top five pick if you get a first round pick for the, which you will get a first round pick for the next year, and what you will hope for your own pick to be between fifteen and twenty five. Like you, you, you set, you set that as the standard. And then with that top five pick again, you can make another trade. Make another one. Or you mess around. 
you mess around a trade with somebody like New England, who they're going to take a quarterback and yeah. they're not going to be, they're not ready to win yet. And then you mess around and have another top five pick. Exactly. You know, next so year. It, this this could really be a major snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. With everyone constantly focusing on the quarterback and not realizing Pole is out Pole is out here. Man, that's <laughs> he's that's, control, he's that's, taking control of the draft every year. That's major, that's major chess playing right there. This man. is this is two years in a row he's in control of the draft. You know, I heard somebody that I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I I heard somebody, a certain uh acclaimed local sports journalist who also is on the radio, occasionally shows up on football night in Chicago. Uh I asked him his opinion about what to do with Justin. Basically, he was for trading trading Justin and and what have you and drafting, you know, quarterback. But he said conventional wisdom. That was what he prefaced it with. Conventional wisdom says, "Tell you like, to do that." Yeah, that's, I'm like, that's that's lazy. That that def, I, I can definitely agree with you or, or argue with you that that's lazy, uh, or at least uninspired at the very least. You know, <laughs> definitely uninspired. But I'm like conventional wisdom. So you think doing what everybody else does is going to get you ahead of everyone else? Exactly. You just have like, to think differently. Just like Dan Orlowski, keep pointing out to people. The New York Jets thought that was the way. And it and it failed them miserably. Getting off Sam Darnold. We're going to go younger. We're not going to give Darnold a chance to develop. We're going to go younger. And Zach Wilson is worse. Now, and then you got lucky and thought you was you got Aaron Rodgers. But the football guys say, nah, man. Y'all not about to cheat this process. Y'all <laughs> thought y'all was going to cheat the process. Right. Like, this, it's, it's just... Everything I'm seeing is just lazy takes. It's lazy. Yes. Reset the quarterback clock. You have conventional wisdom. You have to take a quarterback. No, you don't. Peter King, man, Peter King. I was listening to Peter King, and he was talking. To, I don't know who the guy was. Young, young brother, right? Young brother. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. And Peter King was saying how the Bears need to keep Justin and all this, and the dude started talking, and he talking about resetting the clock, and I'm yelling like, why the you people keep talking about reset the clock. And Peter King just let the guy finish. Right, right. And then when he finished, Peter King said, Who says you have to pay him? Like, right. and that's my that's my thing. Like, and I am a huge Justin Fields fan. If we have to pay Justin Fields two hundred plus million dollars, that, that means mean he did something special. <laughs> yep. That means yep. like and and you're gonna tell me media, oh the bears are stupid. We got a Super Bowl appearance, but we stupid because we just had to pay the quarterback. That or is NFC championship is appearance. NFC, yep, stupid. Yep. Like or, that, that doesn't make sense to me. If he's... if he shows to be, if next year be, he he plummet again or whatever, guess what? We got the pick and play to make another draft pick. And like like somebody else said, dude, generational talent. Is not about to go extinct because of Caleb Williams. There's going to be another person that they're going to crown a generational talent, just like they did. It, it never failed. Happens like Chris every year. Broussard made me so proud on first day first because they were talking about the Nick Wright was talking about you know these five quarterbacks and Chris Broussard was like, man, listen, 
if I'm not mistaken, the draft Justin Fields was in had five quarterbacks that everybody was talking about is so great. And look at what position we in now with them. So, like, like, let's pump the brakes, guys. These guys still have to come to the NFL and produce. Like, stop saying the Bears passed up on C.J. Stroud, Joy Taylor. Mm-hmm. The Lady. Bears passed up on Bryce Young. Right. It's that simple. And all you all are telling me, because she tried to say, you know, you passed up on you already passed up on CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson. No, so now we're gonna now we're gonna Anthony name Richardson? all the quarterback. Now we're gonna name them all. So then she named the six in this year's draft. And James Jones was like, You're only drafting one. <laughs> She's like, no, but he has to be better than all of them. No, he does not. That all that tells me is you're the type of person that if Poles draft Caleb. And Jaden Daniels is the one that blossoms. You're going to be on how TV. Did they not, how did they not draft Exactly. You're, that's what you're going to do on TV. That just That's all that tells me. You're not going to be like, well, he was the consensus number one pick. You're going to say they should have drafted him. So shut the, shut the hell up. Just shut up. Like, resetting, this, resetting this clock, by the way, contract-wise, Fields in his fourth year next year is set to make $6 million, right? All right, cap. All right, cheap as hell. Pick right. up the option. You pick up the fifth year option. You divide that; it's fifteen a year, basically. Pretty well. It's closer to twenty, but still, the the cap has gone up so much that a twenty million dollar hit on a quarterback is not really that it's much. It's not, and that's what Peter King said. Like, if after year four and you picked up the option and he ain't what you want, tell him, let it go. All right. ain't gonna be and nothing. then let's say let's <laughs> say after the fifth year you're like ah I still don't know if I want to pay this guy all that money. You can still franchise him at that point. If I can interject right quick, if you do pick by picking up the fifth year option, if he doesn't, let's say Jordan or Jordan Jesus, let's say Justin has a full regression, you're just like ooh we 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 messed up. By picking his fifth year option, you can or if you, even if it's not really bad, but enough that you don't want to keep him, he still fiscally budgeted in for a team could still want to trade for him and it's not going to break the bank. Right. So it still gives you an option to trade for him as well. You you have more than just A or B option. You yeah. have several options and aspects within those options or nuances within those options to do and get something that you may, you know, want or be able to recoup in some form of fashion if it doesn't work out for you. If, you know, and I, it, it kills me how everyone says, or not everyone, but the people who are saying trade Justin and, and or trade or, and, and, you know, draft a quarterback with the pick, how they're so certain that Justin, it's that he's not going to, I'm like, so he's, he can't get any better. Like he, he's already reached his max at 24 years of age, you know, with nah, his no, second no. year in the system, he's, he's reached his max. So what makes you think that the guy coming in behind him is so much better? What, there's no guarantee with Be- that. Because they told you so. And these are these are same people who are making these uh, statements that don't watch. Don't watch nothing. That's that's what bothers me so. <laughs> they don't much, watch the though. players. They barely watch the college games, and they don't watch the players. That's have, the, you're just going man. like you said. They just go on on what they're being told. That's that's what bothers me so much with this whole topic. These people are not watching the game at all. Like you guys are on TV giving these opinions. Only be only the only reason this topic is coming up is because it's such a divide publicly. 
And so y'all know it's going to draw rage. Yeah, mm-hmm. my silly ass, even though I know y'all going to say what I don't want to hear, <laughs> I tune in every right. single time so I can debate right. the TV. Right, right. Like, right. so you all know that because you, you can you can tell that you all are not watching the game. You can just flat out tell. Anytime you, you start bringing up the numbers and, and you bring up Justin only through in this stretch, four touchdowns, three interceptions, without context that two of those interceptions was Hail Mary's, with one of them being an incomplete pass that they called an interception. Right. Like it's zero context to any of you all's arguments. Did they ever zero did they context. ever change the nope, uh, no, they, they did not. They, they didn't did change not. it? They did not. They did not. Huh. Like and then people like Shannon Sharp saying the Bears aren't doing – they're not doing the job of putting things around him. Pose definitely is trending in that direction. Yes. Like – like, and I know it's probably – because he wants him to go to Atlanta. Right. Bad. Like, and right. I'm like – I'm like, one, one network wants him to go to Atlanta. <laughs> so he out of Chicago, like I said on Facebook – all this stuff is a factor of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. The New York market don't want Chicago to be great. They want him <laughs> out of here. Go to Atlanta. I, be, I believe that. Win. I believe that. Let them win. We we prefer him out of Chicago. We're we gonna be better than them. They thought they thought they was up with <laughs> Daniel Jones sad ass. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Go back a second. What does Michael Jeffrey Jordan got to Man, do? Man, Michael with Jordan Jim is Justin the Hill. reason. You look at the two major networks, New York City, L.A. Okay. First off, Michael Jordan made life a living hell for New York City. Yes. They thought they had chance after chance after chance. Okay. And then L.A., they just they just want to be the one. They just want to be at the top. They don't – so they have – they sense – they sense because you could t- – the LA market is against that, that Fox market, which is the LA market. They're completely against Justin Fields for the most part. I mean, you have certain people on the shows, Keyshawn Johnson, who's been about Justin Fields from jump. Yeah. But like Colin Cowherd and the Speak crew, outside yeah. of James Jones, who they leave out to drive, well, they let him talk. And Colin Cowherd, he he, there's no way he believes anything that. That comes out of his mouth on a daily basis. He can't. He can't. He's he can't. just doing it for clickbait. He's just, yeah, and everything that's else. all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. He's trying to get, yeah. trying to get ready. Because he flat out, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, come on. Like, Jimmy, talk like, about how the team is improving and all this stuff. Before Jimmy came on, Colin was talking about how, yeah, they went in the defense, appears to be getting better, but look who they played. They played backup quarterbacks and all this stuff. So then when Jimmy comes on and say what he said, then at the end of the show, Colin gives his flashback and then he starts talking after him. He like, you drive Caleb with this defense, how well they are playing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> now the defense, it ain't about who they playing. It man, like oh, you just walk in contradiction. He said he right. says things and the next day he'll say the exact opposite. Walk in contradiction with it, man. I know one person he ain't spoke of is Trevor Lawrence, who he swears is a generational talent. Um, look, you got people now saying, "Shoot, Justin might be the best quarterback in this class." <laughs> but the, you know, the, last, you know the last few weeks, dude. Yeah, see, this is where you this like you're a conspiracy theorist. 
and I'm like Bruce Banner. Don't make me angry. You don't want to see me when I get angry. Look, no, because when you start man. talking about Trevor Lawrence and Justin arguably, possibly, maybe being able to be that quarterback from this draft class, I will scream and be like, how did you not fucking know from when you saw back in high school? He done, he done went up against him head we, up. We know why. Three times. We know why. We three know times. Why. It we should have beat why. him all three times. We know why. Because guess what we about to see in this draft process? What? All these people. Dan Orlowski trying, trying to warn people. We bought to see Drake May quietly become mm -hmm. the top one prospect. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you. Now, I, I, I'm with you. I sense and it. Then, and then, and then, I'm gonna be on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pissed off they because they pushing the, you know, who ahead of who is been clear cut number one. Well, the Heisman guys barely get any talk. So Caleb, <laughs> wait, wait. So they're gonna say uh, Caleb may not be able to handle the. Uh, um, Questionable. A, a major media market yeah, because man, of because like of the crying and and not talking to the media. Uh, Daniel's just too small. I know I, I said that earlier, but and, and he is. It may be true, but maybe not. That's small, gonna drop uh, him. Uh, Penix, uh, you Penix know, he's, he's twenty five and he's got two <laughs> knee injuries. He's a senior citizen. That's going that's gonna make him fall. Him and Bo Nix. Bo Nix, Bo Nix is old too. <laughs> Yeah, Drake May is going to be the number one pick. I'm telling you, Drake May is going to jump in in this process. Drake you May. are exactly right about it. He's going to jump. And, 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 and like I said, like I'm 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 100% just. But when it comes to this to the quarterbacks in this draft, it's Caleb Williams number one. Like and so I'm going to be just like I was when Justin Fields draft. When they start pumping all these people in front of them, I'm people gonna be like, "Wait, I thought you didn't want Caleb Williams." I don't, but I also don't want the media to flip it and put somebody ahead of him that don't deserve to be. Well, that's what's like you said. That's gonna happen, and then towards the tail end, Caleb will jump back up to being number one. Something will happen. Um, yes, it all this, depends on who trade with us. True that. True that as well. Right, quick. This is what I wrote about uh, Drake May. <laughs> for this this week's mock on NBC Sports Chicago. Um dot com. I said taking a talent signal caller with franchise potential might be the direction New England ownership chooses to pursue. Drake May's a big strong arm, six foot four, 220-pound quarterback with good accuracy, 64.9% career completion rate, and NFL level instincts. Now, in addition, the athletic trigger man also rushed for career. Uh, 1,200 yards while compiling 16 rushing scores. Now, this is what the thing you just said, and this is where it's, the pivot's going to happen nationally when it comes to Drake May's assessment. Arguably, May is considered by some pundits to be the safest, I put that in quotations, and the most reliable quarterback prospect in this draft. And that will be more or less the said mm -hmm. or unsaid okay, reason yeah. why he pumps up to the top. He'll, he'll be the one that's quarterback ready or NFL ready Safest prospect because he has a size. He can run a little bit, so he feels that need of the current modern-day quarterback. He's got a 65% completion percentage career-wise, and he doesn't have any drama surrounding him. You know, he's got the right complexion. Let's just keep it real. 
and all these other things, and he would be considered the safest, most reliable draft-ready quarterback to have. Because with, with Caleb, you're getting a lot of diva stuff now. And then his size is going to come into question. And then the fact that he holds onto the ball for 3.2 seconds, which is pretty long, even in, you know by, by college standards, let alone NFL standards, where it's 2.5, I consider I think this is the average. Also, his, his tendency to play off schedule too often or out of structure mm-hmm. too often. Is he coachable? Is he too much you know, NIL money, got his head thinking this, thinking that, all these things. And he's on social media. Do you want that for your friend? All those knocks are going to happen with him and with Jaden is going to be he's kind of thin framed he really only had one good year is he you know how you, you know that running's going to get him hurt he's not going to be durable I'm telling you man you said it smoke and, and we can just see the writing on the wall before it happens these are the things they're going to say and with all that being said name me somewhere in there where any one of those three is better than the guy we already have and can't do it I mean, you know, and we have zero idea what they're gonna do. Can't do it. Can't it. do it. And 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 what what pisses me off is how many excuses they give. How many excuses they give? On one end, Colin Cowherd for for say will will give the excuse that Lincoln Riley the defense it, it just he just don't have a defense. But then want to flaunt and taunt because Oklahoma lost their bowl game. Lincoln Riley leaves, and look what happens. They ain't had no defense at Oklahoma when he was there either. Never. That's why they always lost. <laughs> but they were winning. So what 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 changed? What changed? Man, dude did not produce well against the stiffer competition. And you can throw out numbers and all that. A lot of people are throwing out what he did against Penix in Washington. Man, they were beating their ass. And then you you get garbage yards coming back and doing stuff like that, man. Beat Utah. Just impress me. Beat Utah once. Lost three times in Utah. Beat Utah once. You got like, three shots at him. Like, it, it's it, – and I think uh, Holmes, Lawrence Holmes – yeah, I think his name and the Lawrence. lady that's on the show with him, Ruthie. Somebody they no no no, no, no. you talking you talking about uh, Layla Layla Rahim oh Layla and they Radio. finally brought up how certain things can uh, apply to other quarterbacks and it's like why doesn't it apply to Justin? No 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 because they talk Patrick Mahomes well okay but yeah <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes they brought up Patrick Mahomes and how the fact that all of a sudden now all these excuses are being made and it's and it's legit excuses uh he's with Matt Nagy or or his receivers are dropping balls and all this uh Justin, Justin. Nagy, you're one right. uh Justin's receivers and stuff drop balls too uh Justin's line is to not this always day. protecting him. To this day. Like, like, but none of that. Justin is literally in the media. If you look in at these shows, Justin Fields is literally the only quarterback that has to play the game perfect. Mm-hmm. This past this past week against Atlanta, you had Cole Komet was hobbled. He 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 came he came out and and, and toughed it out. But he was Tanya, hobbled. Tanyan Tanya stepped up. He did. Tanya, Tanya stepped but, up. But I mean, he did his job and caught the ball. Seriousness, though. Yeah. DJ DJ Morris is hobbled as well, but he but he came on play. If you take take those two guys away, he has nothing. Nothing. There's nothing there. We Cabin's saw that. Bare. 
Yeah. We saw that against Atlanta as great as Justin played. We saw that. Uh what's uh, the Scott. Tyler Scott? So, like granted, I think Tyler Scott is going to be he'll be fine. Solid, especially if we get a true number two receiver, mm-hmm. put him in a slot. I think hey, he's gonna be solid. I, I get he's but, a rookie, man. You you gotta catch that ball, man. You gotta catch the one and you gotta keep the feet. Like Justin should have had three passes. Right. Should have had three passes and touchdown. Like man. you know, but those things are never mentioned when it comes to Justin Fields. Never mentioned. It's 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 not mentioned that well, this is what said versus Carol uh Arizona. I was at the game. Versus Arizona, oh, he can't even carve up the worst pass defense in the league. What did Jalen Hurts just do? Well, <laughs> he was just lost. <laughs> he threw for 167. He had three passes touchdowns. Yeah, because this guy don't one, drop the ball. But he threw for 167. Mm-hmm. Justin threw for 100 more yards. Lamar Jackson. No, he didn't. Justin only threw for 100 and something versus uh, Arizona. Oh really? Okay, I thought it was. But he rushed. He ran for ninety. Oh, ran for ninety. Right, right. And we dominated that game. Dominated that. Lamar Jackson only threw for like one fifty something versus Arizona. You mean the MVP? The MVP. About to be two time MVP. About Mm -hmm. to be two time MVP. Hall of Famer. And this this is what I'm saying. Like people quick to now now that we already know the 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 record is what they like to bring up. Now he's won four out of five. Right. Wait, so, that number so, that number so, keeps going up now. So 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 your boy <laughs> so your boy Shady decided to go to the numbers. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go to the numbers. And, and James Jones like we really about to go to numbers because the guy we think is MVP don't have MVP numbers. Right. Yeah that was a great point he said like and 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 a person like typically a person that don't know how to support their own argument, you really gonna compare to the bar? It's, it's loud. It, it, it has nothing to do with comparing the two. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's numbers are not MVP caliber numbers. Typically, typical MVP caliber numbers. But we're not gonna sit here and acknowledge that he's not the MVP because right. of what he's doing for his team. Right. Because guess what? You all do. You all do watch. Baltimore Ravens game. So context matters. You are not you are not watching the Chicago Bears. You're not watching them. You're not watching us. Well, here's the thing. If I can't right quick on the chances that they had had to watch them on that you know national big big time games. Justin hasn't lost a game this year, right? They beat true? Washington. Yes, beat, beat Washington. That was they beat Minnesota. Yeah, that was- Beat the Minnesota. Minnesota game was ugly, but we won. Right. And there wasn't Detroit like a late game or something, or no. Nah. No, that time? was a new that was a new game. Uh who else was on uh Carolina? No, he lost the, play. Oh, he didn't play that one. No. Green Bay. Green Bay was a uh it was the opener. Was a national game. No, I don't think so. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I was local. That wasn't national. It was the Saints. The Saints were a national game. game. The Saints, but that was Beijing. No, Green Bay was a that was a that was the afternoon uh, game of the week. But it was noon. No, it's, they played at three. They played at. at... Did they play? At three? But that's they not. They might have did. 
That's still but it's regional. not prime time. It's not prime time. I'm it's, talking about even like even it, was, it was the it counts as the, the Fox national game though. But That's even though saying. it's the game of the week, not if you're in, if you're not in that region, yeah, that you're getting your regional game. That's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking Sunday night. The majority of the country saw Bears Bears right. Packers. I'm talking Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night. That's what I'm talking about. You're talking strictly night games. I'm talking strictly. You're the only game on TV. I got you. Okay. <laughs> And if you're watching football, that's what you're watching. And they they he beat uh, Washington, and yep. they beat Minnesota. Uh, the Saints game was Beijing, but there was another game they had, wasn't it? Just just recently, it wasn't it wasn't Detroit. Well, Carolina Carolina was oh, a Carolina night game, and that was, that was Beijing. That was that Beijing was as well. Yeah. Okay. Was so so you're right. He hasn't he hasn't lost yeah. a national game. Right. And even I think even last year, even last year, you he, had the he, he Thursday, lost, you had the Thursday night against Washington. They lost Chargers. Lost Chargers. Chargers was a national game. That was a Sunday night game. That was Beijing. That was Beijing. That was Beijing, right? And then the Patriots game. The Patriot game last Patriot year. Patriot game last year. Yeah, that was Justin. Right. So right. I'm just I'm just saying, like you know, to, you know, for up uh, and well, for me, you guys are real young. For me, growing up, whenever the Bears were lucky enough to be on national TV, or you know. I still like a college, but you know, be on the only game in town, which is generally Monday night Monday games night back for the most yeah. part. Back then, yeah. the Bears had one of the worst Monday night records ever. Oh, they were awful on Monday night, <laughs> they were one of the worst ever until the 85. Even Bears, in the, well, the 80, but, but even uh, through through the 80s and the early were, 90s, they were bad. No, they they, they, they 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 were 50 50, 55 45. They because they they would win. I remember that San Francisco game, they won like 10 to 7, 10 to 9, like 10 to 9 in 88. Right, I remember, I remember that game. Yeah, they played the Broncos but lost. Like, I think I was pledging that night. They lost 80, that was 80, that was 87. Yeah, in, was 87. In I remember that <laughs> <Yeah>. game. Um, <laughs> how do I remember this stuff? You, I remember you, they they went to LA and lost to the Ram, Eric Dickerson and the Rams on Monday night. Mm. That was that, that was 86. Uh, but, but no, I, mean, they, I remember. I remember them getting crushed by by San Francisco a couple of times in San Francisco on Monday nights. Yeah, and they lost to the Dolphins in eighty five. Eighty five, right? But I, but I'm just saying, you know, they, they at least they showed better. I mean, they, they competed. But lately, the Bears. And no, even the want no the Wanda years, they got their asses kicked on Monday night. Uh, the Green Bay game on Halloween. Uh, okay. that says it all. Well, uh, clearly, clearly, listeners, Ez has a lot of Chicago Bear trauma oh, in his man, childhood. Jeez, because <laughs> he, uh, he remembers the, the, the date remember the, the Minnesota, time. remember the Minnesota overtime game that was it was during the Wana years where they went to overtime and the second play from scrimmage, Warren Moon hit hit Chris Carter for for a sixty five yard touchdown. You had some sleepless nights just turning over. I sure over did. Your bed. I sure no, did. No, not 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 Brett Favre again. No, no. <laughs> but my point is, with Justin, since he's been here, he actually plays and and, and competes very well in primetime games. He's he's been pretty consistent with that. And there've been times where we probably like the Pittsburgh game, his rookie year, we should have won that game. The defense, you know, that should have been a game-winning drive. He had the defense let let us down in that regard. So. And I, I didn't mean to get completely off track, and I apologize. But I'm just saying, for for the most part, you're, you're talking about a player who, you know, he shows up, and you you know to some degree that this guy is going to compete. Like he, 
part of the problem why he holds on to the ball too long is that he's trying to, you know, make make lemon lemonade from some of the lemons he's been dealt. If anyone's been dealt with some lemons since he's been an NFL player, it's been Justin. There is literally nobody from his draft class, maybe Lawrence, maybe Lawrence, that would have been able to survive the two previous years of what Justin had to endure. I, I mean, look, I said it before, and I'll just remind people again, if they didn't hear it the first, or if, if they forgot, or if they didn't hear it the first time, I'll say it. Justin's first year is his rookie year. Lame duck regime. Lame duck GM, lame duck head coach, not doing anything to help develop Justin or the rest of the team for that matter. They're on their way out. Aging defense and often talent-wise was, was zero to nil. I mean, you know, very little, if anything. Justin's a rookie. Okay, so his development is already, you know, impeded because of that. You come into the well, next wait, year. Which well, was, they, they, they put him into that Cleveland game. I don't even want to talk about that. Start that Cleveland game. And I, gets, that, yeah, that's just that – was His that head was, kicked in nine that was, times. That was criminal negligence on, on Nate's part. He should have been put – he should have been in jail for that. DC, DCFS should have came after him for endangerment. Um, so the second year, or Justin's second year, the regime are rookies. The new regime, they're all rookies. Mm -hmm. It's a rookie general manager, rookie head coach, rookie defensive coordinator, and rookie mm -hmm. offensive coordinator. And somehow you're telling me that the second-year quarterback who still hasn't played 17 Wait, 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 wait. You left out. Oh, no, I ain't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ain't gotten there yet. But you mean to tell me that the the the, the second-year quarterback is supposed to be carrying their lunch? He, he's supposed to be supporting them? No, he's still being developed. On top of the fact that before the season begins, Khalil Mack is traded away. You finally actually win your first game against a team that's supposed to be challenging for the Super Bowl. You beat the San Francisco 49ers at home. You both that had to play count. in bad weather. That didn't count. That didn't count to the media. didn't count to the media when they thought Trey Lance was going to be something. It didn't count. Right. So you get to a point where you're actually three and four. <laughs> and then you decide, you know what? We probably will just plan for the future. We're going to deconstruct this team. Let's trade away our best asset. Roquan Smith is given away for of uh, uh, some Cheez Its and and, <laughs> and some cheese. Oh, it was, it was less than that. <laughs> I mean, he's basically just at you least know, those are good, right? And so your best offensive player goes away, and then you trade away. I'm not saying Robert Quinn's in all to be all, but he did set the Chicago Bear record for sacks in a season the year prior with 17 and a half, and he's given away. You don't win another game, and everybody, I mean, across the football diaspora is okay with it because the Bears are tanking for a number one pick. We'll media. see what they do with it. The no, media even, wasn't okay no, with it. No, the media was still okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were still no, okay because they was they were still well, saying, no, the out, out, of town. Get rid of out of town. Oh, I'm, I'm the still national media, I'm saying. No, no they, everyone realized you're going to get the first pick. I'm not saying they were saying, and they were saying not, move Justin. I'm not I'm not just disputing that. I'm saying everyone was okay with the Bears losing, is my point. Everyone was okay with the Bears losing. Because if you lose and get number one pick and you jettison Justin, you know, you have all these options. But they were okay with the Bears losing. My point is you can't count the losses that Justin incurred the first and second season because of his situation. That's the context that has been missing. So when Shady McCoy and Joy Taylor and Acho to a lesser degree want to say, look at his win-loss record. You're not you're not being you're being disingenuous. Right. You're being extremely disingenuous. Mm -hmm. So those losses were built into the situation. Those were built in losses. OK, it had nothing to do with Justin. So then you come into this season <laughs> and now because of free agency and you got some draft picks, you literally almost have 
like a third of your team, if not close to two thirds of your team are new. <laughs> so your young, your, your coaching staff is still learning how to coach. It now has a whole new group of players they have to learn. <laughs> and so my point is, you, and I've said it time and time again, in order to succeed, I, I feel in the NFL, probably a lot of other sports too, you need continuity and consistency. So Justin has not had any kind of continuity whatsoever. So this is the first year where he's actually had some type of stable foundation, of stable footing for a foundation to be laid. Oh. And when a foundation is laid, what do you have to do? You have to give it time for it to settle before you can start building on top of it. So this yes. year is a foundational year. And if you want to hold any kind of win-loss record against Justin, at least at least begin with using this year as that that rock if you want to do that to give you that metric for win loss and if you do that you'll see as uh as uh, smoke as b just said earlier he's won four out of the last five arguably could have won the last six the two that they did lose teams that are going to the playoffs the total loss number was eight points okay and if the defense just makes us stop <laughs> those two are win. and offense could have done things too i'm not saying it's, it's a team mm -hmm. the team lost the game but i'm saying just one thing good could have happened with the stop and now you're talking about a team that's on a six-game winning streak. So pump the brakes, realize what you have, and invest in that foundational piece that has been laid this year and start building on top of that with draft capital. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, three people, well, three teams are praying to God we make the change. Three. Maybe, Maybe I'll say two for sure. Detroit. I'll say two for sure, and one is on the clock. Detroit, mm -hmm. Minnesota, <laughs> yeah. and if and if we go out there and beat Green Bay's ass, they that this whole division is hoping we make that move because if if we if we come back and beat Green Bay, that that means second half we went we started on three in the division, we finished three and three in the division. They're praying. Okay, this motherfucker figured us out. Well, Let them go get a rookie who don't know us and see what happens. And a whole new coaching staff. Because if you get they're the going, rookie, if you get the rookie quarterback, you're getting a whole new coaching staff. They're going to do what Detroit did last year, and that's going to build toward toward the future. Hey, it looks like uh, the report came out. Eberflus is going to be back. That's that's what word is. So with that, what do you do about your offensive coordinator? Get rid of them. This is your chance to, you know, look, man, I'll be real quick. There, I, There's zero reason why you cannot, there's zero reason why you feel you need to hold on to Getsy. We've seen this particular season in particular where several teams within the course of the season change their offensive coordinators for the betterment of quarterback and the offense overall and they work and it improved and improved their situation. We saw it in Buffalo and we saw it even in Pittsburgh and I forget the other team that uh, made the change with the offensive coordinator, but they had the, all three teams had better success when they did that. And we saw Philadelphia change the defensive Pittsburgh. coordinator. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I Philadelphia did not have better success. <laughs> right, right, but but the, but they made a change, and so to so for teams they to make made a change, a subtle change, yeah. a subtle change. But who's calling the plays makes a difference, and for teams to make those kind of changes within the course of the season, 
there's no reason why you can't do it during the off season. You have all the time in the world to build and you can get a you can really narrow in on that OC who knows and has a better idea, a better conceptual idea of what to do with Justin and not just Justin alone, but with the offense in general. Because I've said it time and time again, it's not just about Justin's development. It's about the team's development on offense. And Getze, he has decent play calls here and there. And, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut, clock is right twice a week or twice a day or whatever, however that saying goes. But his underutilization and underdevelopment of the other players on that offense has led to some of the lack of success that they've had. Question. I think how do you feel how do you feel he called the game the last two weeks? I believe he got out of his way more than what he has been doing all season. I believe that he did things I, I think he might even listen to the players, to be quite honest with you. Because it seemed as though the players were executing with a little more surety a little more like this is more like what we've been talking about and sometimes you can kind of tell where a team is like yo this is what we need to do i remember when the giants told coughlin when when tom coughlin was a head coach they're like look man you, you got to make some changes here and when they started listening to the players and make certain changes team took off so I, I that's what i think i think he he got out of his way a little bit and called a little bit better a game there's still things he does i don't understand you know but nobody's perfect i get it there are things that teams who are successful make some calls and i like washington you know right quick tangentially washington almost cost themselves you know a chance to play for the national championship by passing the ball when they could have just ran the ball it took more time off the clock so sometimes oc's getting their way but that's that's what i think i thought i thought he especially in the uh the atlanta game i thought he i thought he caught a really good game I, I did too. I did too. And I'm I don't think he's going anywhere, GM. I, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't I don't, e I don't either. I don't. Hey, you know what? And and, and, and to be and, honest with you, I don't know if I'm if if he's actually learning from this. And I don't I don't know if he is. I don't I don't know what the answer to that is. GM, so I I think learning from it maybe maybe yeah. it's not a bad thing. I don't. I, I I think, and I've said this before, and I've said this many a times. I felt that he, of the coaches, had more bright spots over the two years than everyone else. Until Eberflus took over the defense, <laughs> he I'm I'm saying Eberflus showed why he's a head coach because that defense went from shit. The sugar, like, right. yeah. well, he, he showed he showed why he, he's he, a great he, defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like yeah. he showed why he got a head coaching yeah, opportunity yeah. is what I mean. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Gatsy is showing that at all, right? But I felt over the time he has had moments where he's been the one looking good, and no, and the well, other you... side. Now, what I will say though, what frustrates me about Gatsy. He could be calling an amazing game, and then he can call a terrible game all in the same game. That's what bothers me with him. But I 
I think we're going to keep him and factor in on that he's learning thing. But I do think next year the trigger will be pulled if he's not showing to build off what he's doing. I mean, honestly, I hope I hope Darnell Mooney is not playing next week. Okay. I because the way he called the game Sunday, I was like, shit. Has Mooney been holding us back? He put he even put your boy in there. He gave him a straight handoff. Valus. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He gave him a straight yeah. handoff. I didn't even realize yeah, who it was yeah. until they said it. I'm like, they said it, what? Right. Yeah, they make what the jet sweep? It was a straight handoff. <laughs> like the 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 just the offensive play calling was a lot different. A lot different. By the well, way, who who is 80? I don't know. Where has he been? But that's kind of my point, man. It's like there's some cats just like, wait, he's been on the team all year? Because well, Mooney wasn't there. <laughs> Look, man, he 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 had he, he caught the ball, Getsy. 80. Who was I don't even know who he is, but he caught the ball. Getsy needs Practice to be squad guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs to be better at utilizing talent on the team and he just, he needs to find a way you and he needs to love a god man every week third and one is a an adventure yeah I mean, but he that's, but that's this week he kept it simple kept it simple now was it stellar no but he ain't trying to do nothing fancy kept it simple yeah well we need to draft a seven or get one of free agency that's for damn <laughs> quickly quickly you get man you get a center on that line. It changes a lot. And you and you get a you get a one A 1A receiver. Mm-hmm. You're going places. Guaranteed. Yep. And get a little more depth. Get your nice backup tight end. You don't think we keep him tight? He's on a one year deal. One year deal. I, I'm, I'm yeah, not. I don't. You know. You don't need him. You can. I'm you can go and there. get somebody else. Right. They're going to be some tight ends available. Um, just even free agent tight ends that you don't have to spend a whole bunch for. But I'm with you when you say, because, you, you know, as much as everyone keeps talking about Marvin Harrison Jr., I, I just don't think we're going to get him. Well, if we trade with Washington or New England, we will. Maybe, but if I'm Washington, New England, why do I need to trade with you? I'm going to get a quarterback. Well, well it's the, the question is, that you might get. The question is. Right. Who who do you who do you want? Well, Are, Washington, and do you and do they fall in love with a guy? In Washington, we don't even know who the regime who the Carolina would be. Carolina fell in love with a guy last year, and that's why you got the haul that you got. So that's what you're hoping happens next year. Or well, it's, and, not next year, but in April. Well, keep in mind if a team like the Raiders or Atlanta want to trade up, you can probably get more because they're coming from further away. And that's true. And then and I mean, I'm fine. You, I'm fine with neighbors or a Doonzy. I don't want to go. I don't want Doonzy. Dude, you okay with going with Doonzy? No, 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 no. Not that. the player. Not the player. The spot. I don't know if I want to go too far down. Fine. But if you get if, if you, you get, get a hall, it depends what that hall is. Well, that's what I'm saying. If 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 it's from three to one, that's less. Atlanta space. might give us Kyle Pitts. <laughs> and the mix of that shit. I mean, it you know, if you go from the further you go down, the more you have to get. Hey, using them. 
<laughs> no, they're, they're not. not. They're really not. <laughs> they are. Really not. They using them. Shit, if I'm posed, I'm, now you know. I've been saying, watch it. Now you got me intrigued by that. I be look. Give this number one. Give us one next year. Two next year. Would two you want out? Would you let Foreman go and take Algier? He's younger, right? Algier and Khalil, and you're oh, back. He's not bad. That's why I said he's younger, right? I mean, I, I don't, I don't put much value on the running back position anyway. Okay. Well, because we got Roshan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I yes, asked so... for Pitt. I'm asking for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, if if you do that, you're probably just getting next year's number one. You're not going to get 2026's number one, no. but you can st- you can still get that's... some some decent picks. The only problem with that is if you go Atlanta. They're likely they're Atlanta, in the trash division. That's the problem. Right, right. So you're not you're not getting a top, they might win a top five pick in 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 twenty twenty five. They're getting a rookie quarterback. You don't know what they're gonna do. Hey, but but somebody and might, said and it might be a new head coach. You don't know what they're gonna do. They got That's a true. but they but they got a better better team than they'll have a rookie Carolina. quarterback and they have the same situation they had this year. And Ritter Ritter. Although he didn't, but play they have more games. But yeah, but they have more talent. Say like a Carolina that they Carolina, Carolina was just busted, man. They ain't had nothing. True, but you know what though is Washington's in a really the, good spot. The, me- the media, when we made that deal, they swore we lost. Well, because they were all up on on freaking on Bryce Young. That's what but we're they, saying. But they were saying they could win that division. Right. They were saying that. They were saying Mingo is an upgrade from DJ Moore. <laughs> and, of course, they were talking about Bryce Young being better. And then Frank Wright, they were saying. is a- And the defense was good. So, they I actually, mean. They actually get paid to, 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 to be those type of analysts, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now they, now they shouldn't know well, here's your thing. If you see, if you make that trade with Washington, don't forget Washington has a lot of talent on offense already. And but I like the division they in. They're manual. Yeah, they not. Dude. They not. Yeah. Now, granted, could they could could they spark up? That's true. But but yeah, Atlanta's yeah, in the division where they're Atlanta's not even out of the playoff hunt. They're behind <laughs> us in the damn seating and the and the record, but they are still have a chance to win that division. <laughs> I don't think they can. They're not eliminated yet. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, who's the other team? New England? Yeah, I, I don't know. New They're moving up, what, one spot? I don't know. I like to, well, the Raiders. I'm saying they I'm saying they they get they fall in love with, with their guy. I saw somewhere somebody had a mock where New England moves up to one and they take Drake May. Well, you don't have to move up. That's a that's a Ryan Pace shit. You got to move up to take Drake May. He's you fall be in love with your guy from North Carolina. May's at so New England's at three. Washington's at two, according to uh, tank tankathon dot um, which is what I used to do the mock draft. I don't know, man. I mean, you know the Giants. I, I don't think the Giants are going to move up. I think they're kind of tied to. Fiscally tied to uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Chargers aren't going for a quarterback. The Titans aren't going for a quarterback. The Jets aren't going for a quarterback. 
No, they they like they like who they have in uh, Levis. They yeah, they're gonna build around Levis. Yeah, I, I, I will say he hasn't looked too bad. Give a good off season, some more talent around him. If he had they, a legit shot at the number one pick, you would you would uh, you would still stick with Will Levis over over Caleb Williams? Yeah, I would because it, look, man, everybody. I, I I don't get why people think college quarterback success translates equally or evenly to NFL success. How many times have we seen quarterbacks come from who know, who knows what the fuck university and then they're killers, you know, or they're very good players. And then you see guys who you've watched on Saturday all the time get to a situation and then they're just not as, you know, impressive as they were and they just turn out to be okay. And, and it really your situation and the environment that you find yourself in has a lot to do contextually with how well you do, i.e. how good your coordinators are and how good the players are around you and how much faith and investment is given into developing, again, not just the quarterback, but the players as well. So a guy like Will Levis, and you look at the head coach, Vrabel, he's a, been a pretty consistent, solid head coach since he's been one. The Titans don't do a lot to really hurt themselves. Um, so they haven't won a whole bunch, but they've been in the playoffs. Hell, a couple of years ago, they were number one seed. So, you know, they have a decent offensive line. They've got some talent at running back. They've got some talent at receiver. Uh, they've got a lot of talent on the defensive end. You don't have to do a whole bunch in terms of going over the top to develop Will, uh, Levis. You can play action your way. I mean, Tannehill was living off of that. And, and Levis is a much higher athletic uh, ceiling and, and a stronger arm and has a certain kind of, you know, devil may care. I'm going to play my hardest attitude. Now, physically, he may hurt himself because he he kind of, you know, he, he plays with a reckless mindset to some degree, but he has shown that he's got a little bit something uh, that makes him a little bit more than your average quarterback that you can, you can build around. So, yeah, I, I'm going to build around him as opposed to someone like Caleb Williams. Levis is a big dude, man. He, he He's athletic. He's got a big arm. You know, hell, his first game, what, he throw four touchdown passes the first game? I mean, everyone can have just a, a good game, but he's done things very competitively. Hell, they came back from behind. Was it the Chiefs that they beat when they came back from behind? Or it was some top team they beat that the, the team should have won the game. They came back from behind and beat them. And I think it was like a, like a Sunday night game, like a late night game. So he has shown something in, in, in the league already. These rookies, we don't know what the hell they're going to do, man. They haven't shown what they can do in the pros yet. Everything is it, it, everything is pure speculation when it comes to them. You got to hope that those things translate. You got to hope they find themselves in the right situation to develop. You got to hope they don't get distracted by all the external things that are surrounding them that they didn't necessarily have to deal with to the degree that they would as professionals. You know, that depends on what city they're in. I mean, man, that's a lot, dude. So, so yeah, no. Nah, it was a bird hand beats two in the bush. So I don't know, man. Look at the Falcons and the Raiders. Those guys bracket the Bears. The Falcons are at nine. The Raiders are at 11. Bears are at 10. And that's the Bears' second pick, that is. Um, or the Bears, their own first-round pick. Their own pick, yeah. I mean, the Raiders could maybe hold on and try and take Bo Nix or uh, Michael Penix, or they might feel they're really good with Aiden O'Donnell and want to draft another position and go there. They have that option as well. But they also can move up and – you know they have a draft. They have a piece that maybe they can 
offer us in a Crosby. You got Crosby and Sweat on either end. And, and you're drafting back-to-back, -back, and you're drafting at 10 and drafting at 11. You, you could really do something, you know, just in the first round right there. I mean, because Crosby, in, a, in the essence, would be like having another first-round pick or at least a high second-round pick in terms of where you may value him. But you have the 10th pick and 11th pick. Nobody can get in between what you're picking. You can literally decide the, the, the two players you want. Man, that would be nice. Same thing with the Falcons. If you get the ninth and then the tenth pick, nobody in between you. I mean, just think of on fantasy football. If you have back-to-back -back picks, you know, you feel pretty good because you know, like I can get this dude, and I know I can get this dude. Not a not a fan of the uh, of the of the back-to-back -back snake there. Because <laughs> then, then you're you're waiting a long time. For right, that. right. That's the snake. But I'm saying, as you're literally making that pick, when when if you're picking, say, in the first round, last, and then and then in the second round, you're picking first. You literally have a chance to get two of the top 15 players available. And that would be what the Bears have a chance to get two of the top 10 players available in this draft. And they got someone like Crosby if it, from the Raiders or from the Falcons, if you got Pitts, as you guys were saying. I mean, man, that would be a stupid hole. I mean, you're talking all of a sudden now the Bears look like a top four team in the, in the, in the NFC and a top – 10 team top seven top 10 team in the nfl just just off that alone they would look like that and that's not mentioning the other players you would get in the draft and whatever free agent moves you might make because now now you become really interesting and players might start looking to you to be a free agent destination so that's the other thing you have to consider as well what message is polls going to be sending if he trades justin as opposed to keeping justin and investing in him and players talk man we yeah. can just tell by the reaction we see in the locker room but how those guys feel about Justin. That stuff permeates other locker rooms. That stuff goes across the football diaspora. Those guys talk. And they'll play a CB like, yo, dude, something happened in Chicago. I can see with Young Buck, we can go places. I can blah, blah, blah. And you know, it is the third largest media market. There are opportunities. And you see what the 85 Bears are still clocking after what they did sure. 40, 40 fucking years ago. Look at my hat. <laughs> so I'm saying, man, it, it's, it's it's it goes way beyond, man. Just you know, uh, you got <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> it goes way beyond just people saying, oh, you know, you can't pass on the first round pick again, like or the first pick in the draft again. Like, dude, y'all are y'all thinking very myopically. You have to think in a panoramic view here, exactly. and, and that's what a general manager is supposed to be doing. And that's what tells me a lot of these people really don't know the organization they're talking about. No, talk about Ryan Ryan Poles. You're gonna lose your job making this decision. Do you know the organization he's a part of? He's saving the money, man. <laughs> <laughs> what man losing gonna if if he draft Caleb and lose, he's going to lose his job. Right, especially if Justin. Explodes like he probably would. <laughs> you, like, you look worse. You're like you had that guy in your building and you let him go for that. Exactly. Dude? So, man. And, and here's the other thing, and we have we haven't talked about it in a long time because nothing's really happened on this front. When, if, if, when the Bears get that stadium deal in place in tow and things start to happen, you're talking having Justin in place, having a a, a, a shitload of talent. For the next two, three years coming in, it's affordable. It keeps the cost down. 
and you're talking about a Chicago Bears Emporium being built at Chicago Bear Disneyland being built out oh, there wherever it is. If it happens, I'm just saying this this, this no state this stadium so. deal is, is looking like it's going to be the next generation. Yeah, <laughs> we, we may well, not see it in our lifetime. We'll see. I mean, sometimes things are darkest <laughs> before the dawn. You know. So hey. look, I, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying, look, I never thought they'd draft a quarterback that they drafted. So, right. True know. that. True that. Hey, uh, by the way, shout out to uh, Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat, named to the NFC Pro Bowl. I don't know what that means because <laughs> there is no Pro Bowl, but uh, they're all stars. So, uh, so they get paid a little extra. That means they get somebody in their pocket. Do you think that now, since there is no Pro Bowl and there's not going to be any uh, alternate Pro Bowl members named to the Pro Bowl because there's no need, uh, does it mean more now to the uh, uh, to your to your career arc being named to the Pro Bowl than it than it, than it has in years past? Yeah, I, I think so. I think and so. yeah. If nothing else, um, it sets you apart you know, from your peers, um, in some, some, in a lot of respects. And it's more, it, it it's, it, it, it puts the highlight on you a little bit more. So it's, it's, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't get muddied in by those guys who come in because player X, Y, and Z were injured. So you right. get, you know, another players that come in here. Um, on top of that, it, I think it becomes more a, for the players, it becomes a more of a useful tool when negotiations either come up you know, uh, for their contract, like, Hey, you know, put that as a kicker in there that I've gotten this and I'm, I'm a five-time pro bowler and it's a real deal, you know? Um, because it, the, the thing that basically for the last several years to kind of, kind of weed it out a little bit, you, you got the guys named to the pro bowl, but then there was the all, was it the all pro team or something? Or right. What was right. It called? All, all pro. Yeah. All pro is different than being a pro bowler. Pro right. bowler was like, okay, that's nice. But if you're an all pro, Oh, that meant like you, you're the, top the, of the, you're top. the best at your, at your position. Right. And so, so now you don't necessarily have to, it, it kind of says that now anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I think it makes a bit of a, of, of a difference now. Do the regular fans care? I, I don't know. I, I think it matters more so with the players and their negotiations and maybe for their career, their hall of fame track, if they're on one, but I, I don't know if the fans necessarily get as pumped as they used to be. Cause before, again, Back in the old days, when you watch TV on a like the Flintstone with a little little antenna and a rock, you know, a rock slate is your is your TV. Um, I got excited when a bear ever you know ever got named because I get to see them play in the Pro Bowl. So well, like when you got to see that helmet, got to see that helmet right in the Pro Bowl. In the that, Pro that was Bowl. a big deal. That was it was a huge deal. Yeah. And so seeing Dan Hampton, because you know, for a while that was the only guy the Bears that happened. Or Walters, like, okay, we got two. Got one on defense, one on offense. It it, it meant something. You know, I've got six of them damn cowboy hats, you know. I remember <laughs> there, there was the I remember there was a stretch where the Bears didn't have any Pro Bowl in the nineties. Yeah. There were no Bears Pro Bowlers. And all of a sudden I think uh Glenn Milburn made it as a <laughs> right. as returning. a return specialist. And I was like, yeah, we finally got a helmet out there. That was, that was, a, was a huge deal, man. Shout out to family, by the way. Glenn Milburn is that's family? In-law. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, my wife's nice. out of the family, yep. Good old number 24? Got me. I just remember he played at uh, Stanford. Came from yeah. Stanford. He was, yeah, he was a Stanford guy, yeah. 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 All right. Um... Let's move on. College football. We had a, a playoff 
uh, this past weekend. The semifinals happened. Great semifinals. Uh, very, yeah, very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. All, all, I got I got to be honest with you guys. I only watched the Michigan Alabama game. Uh, there was some stuff going on during the Washington and Texas game. I saw I saw like a little bit of the first quarter of that game, and then and then that was it. But uh, that Michigan Alabama game was there was some drama there, man. That was that was a good game, good football game. Well, yes, and I won't say no, but yes, with a asterisk, as you so inclined inclined to say these days, you, you deserve it. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought there was a lot of inside sloppy play. joke. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of sloppy play with both teams, but because both teams were sloppy with the ball, it balanced it out. That, make, that makes for good football. That that made I, you know. I felt Michigan should have blew them out if they didn't. They special teams wasn't tripping like they was. Right, and then the Alabama fans be like, "Well, we would have been more in the game if our center could just actually hike the ball." <laughs> yeah, what was up with that, man? Dude, he. I don't know what happened in the second. I don't know if he got bought off by the mafia. Or what? Because the second half, that that ball was everywhere. I, I basically saw you a couple times. You saw Milrow in like a catcher stance, just, just trying to field the and ball. It's, it's not like I don't think Michigan was playing with uh, with guys in the zero uh, lined up at the at the at, in in the zero technique. No, at nose. So I was like, why is he? It shouldn't be a hard snap. Well, look, for me, I enjoyed every bit of it. I'm happy as hell Alabama loss. <laughs> no offense, GM. Why? After SEC. Oh, well, hey, man. And and as a lot of people was coming at me, what's your problem with this? They shouldn't have been there. But it was a good game. I don't give a damn it was a good game. <laughs> I stand on what I said. Florida State should have been punished in the playoff. And I don't want to hear nothing about the loss that they had. Exactly, they was without 29 players. Right, right, right. Like, they should have been punished in the playoff. Good. Yeah, it was a good game. Now that's what y'all want to turn to. It was a good game. At least we got a good game. All y'all thought Alabama was about to win, and they goddamn lost. Y'all thought they was going to go in there and kick Michigan's ass. Y'all was – Y'all was eating up what the media was putting out there when they showed them. Get they the scared. Michigan was scared oh, of Alabama. They scared. they scared. No, they were shocked just like the rest of the world. Like, <laughs> no one expected an undefeated Power 5 school not to be in the playoff. They were shocked. They weren't scared, and I'm glad they came out there and whooped y'all ass. Good win, When you win, you can classify how you want to classify. <laughs> okay. I stand on that. Alternative course, facts. It was okay. a good game. It was a good game, but they won. Yeah, they didn't blow them out. But I don't give a damn if I win a game two to one. Guess what? I kicked your ass. You can't, you can't. What you going to say? It was oh, a good game, at least. But guess man. who got the W? You, I do. You got the L. You're right. So I can classify how I want to. <laughs> hey, that final play, I was a little It wasn't a little the call, man. By that. Y'all just talked about the – the center, the center. Well, I, I know, I know, but no, I, I, but yeah, it was. so you, you don't think it was? You don't think it was a, no, it was a draw? No, no, I, I don't, don't think it was a draw. I think I, the snap and he panicked, and what he happened? Tried to make the best of it. He tried to make the. They were getting to him, so once snap was bad, I think I think Miro was like, "Look, I ain't got time. I gotta just go." Because I was like, I was like, man, they was okay. getting pressure on him. 
you had a, a Michigan timeout. Yeah, that sequence was bad. I'm like, what the hell is going on? They lined up. Well, no, they, 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 wait, wait. You had you had the 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 first down. Mm-hmm. It was it was after first down, right? So you had they got it first. You had time there. No, it's overtime. It's not time. Yeah, it's overtime. You're not worried about. Well, no, it wasn't time, but they got a first down, so there was yeah. you know mm-hmm. the play first play clock play, wise. They, they they took scramble. their time. They lined up. Michigan calls a timeout. They. They they saw what Alabama was run, was uh, lined up in. No, excuse me, I'm sorry. It was fourth down. Yeah. It was fourth fourth down. Um, but they saw what they saw what Alabama was lined up in. They called timeout. They line up again. Alabama then calls a timeout because they didn't like what they saw. All that time, and I was I was like, why is that the that the play call? But if you guys are saying that's not that wasn't it, then man, what right. threw me off? Because like I said, I was on a. I'm on the app. I mean, not an app, but I'm on like a fire stick. So I was delayed. So I saw somebody post like Alabama going go for two and end this game. So I'm like, I'm like, damn, I can't be that far behind because they call <laughs> timeout after timeout. There's <laughs> no way I'm that far behind. So I was kind of like, damn, what's gonna happen? They finna score and did they go for two? And I'm like, oh, he just was talking ahead of time. Just knew. Like, once again, <laughs> one of these arrogant ass Alabama fans. He just knew they was about to score. That's what makes me even more happier. Like, you talking that go home. By the way, I got a I got a uh bone to pick with RCN cable. I was at my my in-laws house and they their uh their reception was it was almost like like Glenn, you brought up the Flintstones with the uh, the Stone TV. It was almost like that, right. man. It kept going in and out. RCNK, you got to you got to fix your your shit, man. Uh, that, that was that was bad. But I almost missed why, that. But, but, but why is it up. the playoff on ABC? I I, I don't, don't know. know. Especially don't know. with it That's being Monday question. night, and you typically been having Monday night football on ABC. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I can't understand it. ESPN they have, and then they, wait, they had they had the Bulls Knicks on tonight on ABC, right? I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't understand. To your to your your question or your query, I, I I'm not certain if that was a play that Alabama called, but that snap was bad. Milrow was like, what? and I think he saw a space. There was a space off. The left side of the, the center, number five, pushed and, the lineman back into him. And what happened was he ended up tripping over his right tackle, J.C. Latham, who might be a first round pick, by the way. He, on top of the fact that he tried to make the best of it, and he was moving forward. He's, he's moving forward. He lost his footing because he tripped over the guy's foot. So he had like no leverage, no inertia at all. He lost all leverage at that point. And so it was dead. It was like no matter what he was going to try and do at that point. So, so yeah, man, that, that was just – but I think that snapped through a lot of the timing off and everything. It's, that dude killed them. I mean, he really – that center, and apparently they had nobody else because they kept using him. And it was had to be in his head the rest of the game because he, he had back-to-back. Right? They had a good – they were driving, had a good momentum, and all of a sudden, you know, they're like third and 20-something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but she, Michigan returner almost cooked the game. Yep. What are you catching the ball right, there for? Right. Anyway, Why are you catching it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so yeah, that that game to me entertaining. Uh, some sloppy play, but some really good quality. Uh, you know, top tier college football play, and I really enjoyed the Washington Texas game. I like the way Texas came back. Um, 
Washington, for whatever reason, was doing their best Bears impersonation, just trying to give you a chance <laughs> to win this game. Like, we got it sold up. We got a 95% chance of winning this game. Okay, we got an 80% chance of winning this game. I said Cowboys impersonation. Okay, we got an 11% chance to win this game. Okay, we got, we got a 0.7% <laughs> chance of losing this game. I mean, of winning, of winning this game. I mean, it just – it's like, what are you doing? I mean – I, I, I'm almost I almost don't know how Texas didn't win the game at the end because they had all the momentum, but that DB at the end that was a great a play. play, great play, in the yeah, game. hell of a play. Uh, but yeah, that that was a that just would have been heartbreaking for Washington to lose that game. But uh, yeah, I just I really was impressed impressed with Penix. I mean, I watched him. I remember him in Indiana, and I remember him getting his knee injury the first one in Indiana. I was like, oh man, this dude. You know, looked like he could have maybe done something. Then he came back. I wasn't quite following Indiana because, you know, it's Indiana football. And then heard he got hurt again. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And I didn't hear anything about him. And then last year, I'm like, oh, wait, that's the dude. That, I'm like, oh, he's still playing college football? He wound up in Washington, had a great year last year. So I was really looking forward to what he – when he said he was coming back, you know, with the receivers that they had coming back. They had two 1,000 receiving yard receivers coming back. And they had some good edge rush. I'm like, man, this team looks like it can do something. And that game, both games against Oregon were epic games. Um, and but Penix, even with all that being said, he showed me so much uh, in that playoff game against Texas with just how he can manage a game and how he can he can he can orchestrate drives. And those from those passes he was making, those were I mean that was NFL coverage closeness that he was making these passes. I mean, like I'm not saying that. Some of these guys, you know, in Texas are going to be going to the pros too. But some of the passes he made, there was very little room. It wasn't like these guys were five, three, four, five yards running open. I mean, there were some tight passes with very little window because the, the sidelines was also a defender. So you got to put it in the right spot. And you look at some of these passes and they're like literally dropping into the receiver's arms. I'm like, the, dude. The, like... Uh, the pass on the first, the first possession of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went for with the sixty-five yards to the yep. one. That was that was one of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, like he just he just placed it perfectly. I'm like, dude, you are making some passes, and then he was showing the strength of his arm. He's making it from one hash mark all the way across the field. You know, on, on a you know like a, a some kind of route that broke off towards the sidelines. I'm like, dude, like you are you're showing your ass on this game, and, and yours look like. I'm a good college quarterback, but he didn't look like he was in the same class at all with Mike Penix that night in terms of just the types of passes and the consistency with those passes. And and keep in mind that at one point Penix was, I forget he was how many, he was like 11 for 12 or something on, he had some stretch going and then some guys made some drops and kind of brought his percentage down. But, but man, that dude was cooking. And when that dude starts cooking, he, he looks like an NFL player. Now that being said, I think, He's going to need a team when he gets in the NFL that's got some good pass blockers around him and some talent because I don't know his escapability ain't what it used to be. But you give him a little bit of time, that dude can throw some passes, man. He he looked really sharp last night or, Monday you know, night. That, that night. Yeah. yeah, Monday night. Who we got? Who we got uh, in the championship game? I, I'm going to go with these guys, man. I'm still rolling roll with Washington. I've been pulling for him since before the season began. I like a good story. Uh, Michigan, there's still some cheaters. There's <laughs> still, still some Belichick shit. You know, I mean, come on, man. How you how you not gonna know Connor Styles is hooking you up with all this info 
Like he he just got he just, he's just that great a scout. Like no, dude, <laughs> you know the players. And look, the, the the offense significantly was less productive after the allegations became known. And people can say you know the quarterback was injured and the, the competition got tougher. But I'm like, yeah, and the information was a lot less available <laughs> on top of it. Uh, but you know, if you're a Michigan alum, you know you're going to speak to the to the perseverance because you you won you won. Basically, what forty five percent of your games without Jim Harbaugh being there, so that says something about Michigan as well. But I, I like the better story with Washington. Uh, I, I like a guy who had to endure a lot of adversity not not self made adversity by doing sideways shit, but real adversity, having to overcome uh, not just a physical uh, situation, but also mentally having to deal with uh, overcoming those things to be the person that you felt you always were in a different situation, a different spot with different people. It's not easy to go from one side of the country to the other side of the country and still think you're going to have the same success. So I'm pulling for Washington for those reasons. Yeah, I'm, Mich- I'm not a Michigan fan. They did the job I wanted them to do. <laughs> so now I'm rooting for Washington to win the championship. <laughs> Simple as that. No analyst behind. No, no analysis behind it. Michigan did the one job I needed them to do. Now Washington wins all Big Ten championship. Right, right. It right. is. You're right. That's right. Starting next year, I'm a, I'm a Big Ten guy. Grew, uh, grew up cheering for uh, for a Big Ten team in Illinois, so I'm gonna stick with the Big Ten. I'm going with Michigan um, on Monday night. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go to picks. And so we picked two weeks. That was the last time we we uh we met up was two weeks ago, and we all went two and one. Nice. Um, in that week, so uh, Glenn, you're in first place now, the 23 14 and two. Woo! Smoke, you're in second at 20 17 and two. And I'm bringing up the rear at 18 and 21. I don't think there's any hope for me at this point. Well, we still, <laughs> That's got, not we still bad. got some weeks. We still got yeah. some weeks. 18 and 21 is respectable. That's the crazy thing. We still got some weeks. So let's go. Uh, the final week of the NFL regular season. Uh, I guess I'll lead us off. And I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take the Texans. Uh, they're minus one in Indianapolis. I'm gonna take the Texan there. Uh, I am going to take. Uh, I'm gonna take the Titans plus the five and a half against Jacksonville. And uh, I really want to touch that Bears Packers game, but I'm not going to because I don't I don't want to I don't want to mess anything up. It would <laughs> it would man it would make my week if the Bears knocked knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. It, it really would. So I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm not gonna let my uh, my bad juju touch it. Um, because the Chargers messed me up in fantasy football. <laughs> I'm taking the chief plus the five and a half, even though I know they're not going to play many people. I'm taking the chief anyway. Plus, plus three and a half. Did I say five and a half plus three yeah. and a half. Um, 
against the uh against the Chargers. Smoke, who you got? I'm going the Bears plus the three. <laughs> I already know I I picked these Bears quite often, and that's been one of the games I've always won. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Falcons plus three. Really? New Orleans. And I'm going to go Giants plus five versus the Eagles. Oh, I can see that. All dogs go to heaven. Glenn, who you got? Hey, you took two of my uh, picks, the first two. Um, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Texans uh, minus one and a half on the road against the Colts. Um, I'm going to uh, take the Titans plus five at home against the home dog against the Jaguars. And I'm going to take the Bills minus three on the road against the Dolphins. That's going to be a tight game, but Dolphins are banged up. That's the Sunday night game, right? Uh, yeah, they got the Sunday night. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't, they don't have those edge rushers, man, to put that pressure on Josh. And I could just see him rumbling for a couple of Russian touchdowns. That should be a good one because neither team is playing really good. No. Bills is winning and it's <laughs> not, but neither team is playing that great. Yeah, I agree. Another, another instance where they don't speak. They don't talk about that, though. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, four-game winning streak, four touchdowns, four interceptions. But, hey, who am I? I'm not going to say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a turnover machine. I like how Olaski. Well, you know, you, you, you have to worry about that turnover. Dude, what are you hey, talking man, about? I get, I get, I get I, my boy Dan get a pass. <laughs> my boy Dan get a pass, man. He watches the games. He kind of <laughs> is – Every quarterback's friend. That don't really he don't really talk bad about no quarterback. <laughs> like, well, you know, you had his career, you know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. He, hey, you know what? Let me change one of my picks, man. I'm, I'm gonna drop out that that tight, uh, not tight. I'm gonna drop out the uh, the Texans. Drop out the Texans game. Okay. And we'll put in a college. Uh, Are you gonna put in the Masters championship? You know what? Yeah, you probably should have done that. I'm gonna take That's Washington. Right. Plus four and a half. Washington plus the four and a half. Yeah. That that indoor stadium playing in Houston, that should give that receiving core even a little bit more speed to get out and about. All right. <sighs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. We want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch it at you can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast and the Super Duper Podcast hosted by Rod Griggs and yours truly. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, man. It's like we always say, last year, this year, any year, 
subsequently after this one. We ain't saying we're right. Sheriff said, I don't think we're wrong. Happy New Year, everybody. And man, bear down. Go Bears, beat the pack.